Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks Everybody with me, your host, Jackson Stone. And today is um, August 6th, um, 2020, and it is uh, officially the second edition um, of Everybody's Hotline, where I have a, uh, a hotline open for one hour, um, meant for discussion about any and all things, um, where you get to speak directly with me about anything that may be on your mind, or a question, advice, um, or you want to hear from me, or what I'm going through, or really anything. That's what the hotline is for, meant for open, honest, responsible conversation. Um, really, this whole podcast is about um, encouraging open and honest conversation between you, your friends, and your loved ones, and uh, and really um, just encouraging that that openness um, about how we feel, how we're feeling, what we're going through, um, and specifically more about um, our mental health, um, which if you know anything about me or you follow me, you know that protecting, speaking, um, about our mental health is, uh, is probably the most important thing in my life. Um, and kind of my goal is to, uh, is to create more open and honest conversation, um, create more access and availability for care for anyone, um, and encourage more people to, to ask for help, normalizing, asking for help, normalizing, getting help and, uh, and all those things. But it's, it's officially uh, 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, here in, uh, in Dallas, Texas at Everybody's Land. And uh, the hotline is officially open. Um, so, and when I did this, I'm going to do the hotline on every Thursday, the first Thursday uh, of every month. Um, so the first one was in July. Um, received uh, no callers um, in that hour that the hotline was open, which is okay. Um, maybe we'll receive one tonight. Um, maybe we will not. Um, if not, I'll just kind of talk to you guys about a few things that I've jot, that I've, uh, written down here on my little notepad and, uh, we'll just, you know, talk about those things that's on my mind and, uh, maybe someone will call in, um, maybe someone won't, um, but the hotline is available for anyone who may need it. Um, so yeah. That's um. It's pretty much uh. That's pretty much it. Um. Yeah. So it's August sixth. Um. And so I went. Uh, recently got back from a. Uh, from a trip to Denver, Colorado. Um. I was there. Um. From July thirty first to August second. Uh, I spent a Friday night, a Saturday night, and a Sunday night there, and then flew back home, on a Monday morning. Um, and it was a, uh, it was an incredible trip, actually. It was, uh, it was kind of, uh, just what I needed, really. Um, <clears throat> I do spend, uh, a lot of time on my phone. Um, I try to be very diligent and conscious about what I consume, um, on my phone. I think that's really important. Um, I try to only follow content or people that are going to um, increase either my knowledge or post positive things or just 
um, feed off that positive energy that they produce so that I can have the best day possible. Um, but I do, uh, I do post a lot on social media. And so I do find myself on my phone um, a lot. Um, and so I kind of went to Denver with the idea of trying to be off my phone. Um, and so it was actually a really nice reset to kind of just enjoy Denver. You know, I went for a few hikes. I got a few friends that live out in the Denver area and they showed me some really nice hiking spots. So it was lovely to kind of just be on top of a mountain and just like see the world at a really high elevation. Kind of puts everything into perspective a little bit. Um, so that was brilliant. Um, <clears throat> obviously when I go to a, a city, I like to try coffee. Um, and so I usually go to either like a specific coffee joint or I'll go to like a bunch of different breakfast spots because breakfast is my favorite meal. Um, so I'll go to a bunch of different like breakfast spots and I'm usually, you know, I like to eat. I mean, I went on this trip obviously by myself. I know a few friends in the area, but I kind of went also just to kind of be alone and enjoy myself. Um, and so I, I sit at these breakfast spots um, for maybe two, three hours and have a few cups of coffee, try different, a uh, few items on the menu um, and just really enjoy myself. And, and so that was really nice. Um, another reason I went to the, uh, on the trip was because a, a friend of mine, um, from college, Andrew Melton, um, was getting married. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, um, so that was really nice. Saturday's wedding was really nice. And then just kind of spent the day just hanging out, um, enjoying my time. Um, and it was a really good trip. I felt rejuvenated after I, f I felt revived a bit. Um, and I'm just gonna, I'm ready to keep going on, uh, on this journey that I'm on. Um, but yeah, I also, uh, want to talk about weddings, I guess. Um, not something that I thought I was going to talk about, but it's kind of just popped into my head. <clears throat> weddings are a, um, a very unique, um, feeling for me when I go to a wedding. Um, because it's hard not to think about when you're at a wedding and you see two people um, in love coming together, you know, to form like a lifelong partnership. It's really, it's really quite beautiful. And, uh, you know, either like the siblings or the maid of honor or the best man usually give a few speeches. And uh, it's hard not to think about my own life. And, and it's hard not to think about my sister specifically um, in those moments and how she, she was always the one out of the two of us to really want to get married and have kids. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I've always, I always thought about that and thought about like giving this beautiful speech about how amazing she is, um, at her wedding and, and, and that. And so at, in those moments, weddings can be a bit challenging for me emotionally. Um, but I, I try to stay in the present moment and, and really feel the love um, that's in the room with the two people getting married and everyone else that's kind of celebrating that love. And so at one point, I'm extremely grateful and happy to be there and see the love. And then on another point, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of deeply saddened by the fact that I'll never be able to see that with my sister or she'll never be physically there at my wedding, you know, if I, if I do ever get married. Um, so it's, it's challenging, especially when it's a wedding 
of a, of a family member as well. Um, I think that's even more challenging than a friend because, you know, we are at a, a family member is getting married, which is also amazing, but it's also very difficult. And I'm still trying to navigate through those feelings and a lot of like family functions um, are very difficult still. Um, so, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still working kind of through those feelings and, you know, I don't see them ever like going away, you know, because I'm, you know, because I, I just don't see that because I'm not trying to move on from that. I'm trying to move forward with it. And so I feel like it's okay to be happy and sad all at the same time. You know, the two, two emotions are not mutually exclusive. You don't have to be only sad, you know, when things are in front of you. Um, and so, yeah, the wedding was beautiful. Um, I'm glad I went on the trip. Um, it was very, very nice. Um, and yeah, and, and the idea specifically of marriage, um, I, I've never one like ever thought about or like, I don't know, a lot of people dream about getting married and having kids. Like a lot of that's a life goal for a lot of people, which is super amazing. Um, but for me, it's never been that way. But, you know, since my sister passed, it's been, uh, it's been something that I thought about a lot more than I ever thought I would. Um, and maybe having kids, you know, but it's all about finding the right partner. And, um, you know, I'm not actively looking for that. Um, but just like anything else in my life, I'm open to anything good that will come my way because I'm trying to live in this state of flow. It's a spiritual flow of being open to everything, especially the good that comes to my way. And so if something amazing pops into my life, um, specifically a lady, um, you know, change my views and thoughts right away, you know, because we are allowed to change our views on things um, when we're presented with new information. And that's just like, a, that's a really general idea about things. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm navigating life. Um, I'm, I'm trying to live in the moment and, uh, and be open, open to any opportunity, person, connection, or, or vibe that, that pops up, you know, in my life or on my radar, you know? And that's like, uh, that's a big thing about just like, <clears throat> I mean, I guess, yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just, that's just what I'm on. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, in Denver, obviously there's a lot of mountains and stuff, so you can be really in nature. And like over the last few years, I think I've really grown a deep appreciation for, for nature and how like, and how peaceful it is and how beautiful it is and how just like everything just like seems like it happens so naturally and, and so like organically and so beautiful. And I've, <clears throat> especially in quarantine, I've been going on walks and there's not a lot of nature in, uh, in the area that I live in, but there are a few um, like really nice nature walks um, about close by to my house. And uh, I've really enjoyed going on them and like taking some pictures and like looking at nature and just like meditating in, in some spaces near water. And uh, it's, it's substantially uh, helped my mental health and substantially helped like my energy throughout the day and like trying to be in a good mood and, and, uh, and give up a, a big energy of positive frequency and yeah, so I, I recommend, definitely recommend um, going out into nature and going on some walks, enjoying fresh air um, and just kind of putting your phone down and maybe listening to some tunes or a podcast or listening to nothing at all 
and just kind of listening to the the world and the earth um, and just being trying to be at inner peace um, and, and internally just vibe with what's happening around you while you go through those walks and just really enjoying what's happening around you I think that's really important um, and my, I'm obviously not a master at anything really but um, that I'm trying to do daily along with a few other things that I do I've talked about my morning routine um, throughout the day to kind of give myself the chance to have the best day ever um, which when I wake up every morning I feel like today is going to be the best day ever um, some days aren't good at all um, but I'm giving my chance, myself the chance to have the opportunity to have um, the best day ever um, and that's important for us you know it starts with you know speaking positively to yourself affirming yourself loving yourself being there for yourself asking and taking what you need and then also just believing and understanding that you deserve the, all the good things that come into your life. You deserve that love and the promotion at work or whatever, um, you know, but mostly it's those are external kind of things. But internally is where we really need to validate ourselves internally inward. We need to look at what we need and take what we need. And then I think kind of those materialistic or external things will just kind of naturally flow to us which enhances our life um, our happiness should not come from those things um, because you can see you know a lot of uh, famous people or celebrities or people who buy things um, doesn't usually create more happiness happiness for them happiness usually or definitely comes from um, inside our souls and looking inward about what we need and and know that we're you know, like universally universally connected to everyone we're all one we're all one human uh we're not one human but we're all like one we're all universally connected to like this power of intention and this like unlimited source of abundance um we each have individual human experiences um but we're all connected and so if we can internally kind of look into ourselves about what we need and what really makes us happy and uh you know and take that each day then I think that we, and then and then obviously we have you know more space for others to serve others and make others and be helpful to others um, and give 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 without expecting anything in return because we ourselves are at peace and happy um, but that's a long journey you know that's kind of the spiritual journey um, which I'm definitely on um, right now um, in the last few years I've definitely been on that journey still on that journey probably going to be a lifelong journey because um, you can never really master that kind of stuff but you know you can learn and educate and understand daily to kind of figure out internally what we need you know I think that's important <clears throat> and goes along with like you know mindfulness um, and uh, and that kind of stuff um, which which also helps if you if you're if you do meditation right just being able to sit alone with your thoughts and your feelings for 15, 20 minutes at a time can be very challenging at first. Just being alone in general um, can be very challenging at first because there's a huge distinction with being alone and being lonely because um, none of us are alone, you know, we're not. Um, um, so we can feel togetherness, togetherness and the fact that we're all on this journey together, individually on this journey, but collectively kind of going through the same process to, to try to find um, that peace, that peace from mind, that internal happiness. Um, 
and all that all that really amazing amazing stuff <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, I think really it all comes down to uh, to our mental health, you know, because I think a lot of people, when they hear mental health, they, they immediately think of like sad, that person's sad or depression or some of these other cases of, of mental health conditions. But really what mental health is, it encompasses how we think, feel and act, which is basically how we go about our day every day. And so if we can be in tune with that, um, because some days it's gonna be it's gonna be not a good day and it's okay to not be okay. But we gotta understand those signs and what we need to uh, to pull ourselves out um, of those of those kind of days um, and to know that it's okay if we just want to sit around in bed all day and the only thing we did was take a shower or the only thing we did was order McDonald's. That's okay too. That's totally okay to have those days. But we also have to recognize. Um, what we need in those days to make sure that we have better days going forward. Um, so I think that's important too, but it all really, you know, nature, mindfulness, meditation, looking inward, um, all has to do with, with mental health. That's why I'm so interested in like human development and the, and the mind and how it works. And, you know, I'm barely scratching the surface of any of this stuff because it's, it's not what I went to school for. Um, and it's kind of a new, uh, new passion, new purpose of mine. Um, and so I'm, I'm also figuring it out along the way. I'm figuring it out while I'm doing it. I'm figuring it out while trying to tell you what's working for me and what's not working for me while hoping that that resonates with you. And it's all stuff that things I've read or people have passed on to me um, so that I maybe can pass it, that I can use it myself in my journey and then maybe pass it on to people who listen to this uh this podcast um so yeah <clears throat> so about 16 minutes in to uh, the hotline no callers which is totally fine i think what's really important um about putting out content on social media is that it doesn't have to be perfect to start we always I think we, we hold ourselves back at times because we want everything to be perfect before we start. We want it to be the perfect moment, the perfect time, the perfect day, perfect atmosphere, perfect camera, the perfect mic. And then, and then that leads us to never actually starting because we, we kind of pile on these excuses and then we never actually start the thing that we could have been passionate about or we are passionate about but we never got the chance to start. And with me, I've, I've been putting out a lot of content for a while now. And, uh, you know, some of it hits, some of it doesn't, some of it looks good, some of it doesn't. Um, and I think what's, what was really important to me um, was putting out things just as they were. Like, obviously, there was some editing involved with some of the, the higher produced videos that I made. But I'm specifically speaking about this podcast. I mean, when I first started doing it, I didn't even have a mic. You know, I just sat down. On, a, on my couch and threw my phone up and pressed record and then I started doing the episode and the audio wasn't great. Um, you know, luckily I've always had a video guy, Ben, shout out, you're the man, um, kind of helped me edit the video so they, they at least look good. Um, but the audio at first was terrible. 
Um, and then I switched to like the little mics that are here, which I kind of, which I use when I travel to places to film. But then obviously I got these Yeti mics um, from my homies. Um, and uh, I think, you know, now it sounds good. I'm in, I'm in this little corner when I do solo episodes and still on my couch over there in my living room when I'm doing episodes with other people. Um, and I, I love seeing the, the progression of the episodes, like just not even just in like the quality of them, but like the way I speak and the questions I'm asking. And I, I've, I've kind of gone over that about how we have restarted the idea of what Jackson Talks Everybody is. <clears throat> and I think it's cool to see content creators, like really big time content creators, you know, where they started their first video, maybe gotten one or two views to four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years later, you know, getting 20 million views and, uh, and really how much they've enhanced their product over time. But I think what sets them apart is that they weren't afraid to start. They weren't afraid to just start. I think that's really important. So whatever you may be passionate about or you haven't found your passion, um, which is totally fine too, you will if you keep experiencing life and keep experiencing new things and you know, you'll, you'll run into what you really care about um, and it'll be a, a brilliant little light bulb that goes off. And so just start, start what you want to do. If you're listening to this and you're, you love pro wrestling, you know, be something in pro wrestling. It doesn't always have to be a wrestler, you know, get involved, we, you know, or, or whatever, you, whatever you like, you know, just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. It won't be perfect at the start. You might be really bad at it at the start, um, which is really cool to see because eventually you won't be bad at it. Uh, and it'll be cool to see that progression of your skill level and your talent and, and your ease and your comfortability with it. Uh, and that's a beautiful little thing you can look at when you go back and, and see how far you've come. Um, Cause we've all come a long way, no matter what, you know, even in just dealing with stuff in our personal lives, we've, we have survived a hundred percent of our bad days and there will be more bad days. There will be more bad moments. There will be more whatever. There'll be death and loss in your life and you'll be able to overcome because you've, you've grown to be an emotional, resilient person. You understand how you work because you've done the internal inward work to really truly make yourself the best version of yourself and the, the most happiest person you can be. Um, and that's the journey I'm on, I'm on, you know, people, people say they're on a spiritual journey all the time. Uh, and I used to hear that all the time. I used to think that was like only hippies or whatever. Um, but it's everyone, you know, we all should be on that spiritual journey because it connects us to the oneness. Um, it connects us to our inner self. Um, and it connects us to like a beautiful power of intention, um, to just have these desires to create whatever we want in this world to create and be whatever we want because we have that power um, and we have that power and it's really beautiful. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, so that's that. Oh, sip of water. <clears throat> I haven't really looked at like the, the numbers so I don't know if people watch this more through uh, YouTube so whether they're actually seeing me or they're just audio listeners through like Spotify or Apple or whatever platform you use. Um, <clears throat> but I definitely know that people can hear me <laughs> uh, either like take a sip of whatever, be water or coffee or 
few episodes, I had a bag of candy and I watched that, <laughs> I watched that episode back and wow, is that loud to hear me chew. So yeah, <laughs> my bad, <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, but uh, it probably won't, I can't say I will never, ever, 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 ever eat candy while uh, doing this podcast again because I for sure will because I really like candy. Um, but uh, yeah, you can definitely hear it because these mics are so powerful, which is awesome. Uh, but you can definitely hear it happening, which is really funny, I think. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, my, my homie, Ryan Remington, uh, never fails to mention it to me. So thanks for keeping me on my toes, Ryan. Appreciate you. Um, and also, I don't even have coffee or a bang energy drink. It's a bit late, right? It's like 7, now it's 7.23. Um, so I had, a call, I had a latte this morning when I was listening to uh, a Russell Brand podcast. His podcast is called Under the Skin. Uh, it's on Luminary. Um, and he's like, a, he's a big inspiration for me, Russell Brand. I really like um, the message he puts out. Uh, he doesn't need my, uh, he doesn't need me to talk about him. Obviously, he's super famous and has hella followers and stuff. And hella people listen to his podcast. Um, but if you may not or you don't uh, and you enjoy the stuff that I put out, um, he does it in a, in a really, really, really nice, genuine, authentic way. Um, and uh, he always speaks on the tough conversations and the tough topics um, and puts out content routinely, which is really cool. And he's a comedian, right? We've all seen him in his really cool movies like Forgetting Sarah Marshall or whatever, or Get Him to the Greek. Um, and so he has like a unique comedic spin to it and is able to keep kind of the tough situations a bit light and he has an intense vocabulary. Um, a lot of the words I have to look up after, which is cool because it challenges me to keep growing and learning, which is really cool too. Um, but he's a big inspiration for me. I really want to be on that kind of level of, uh, I don't know what level, I don't really know because it's, it's fame. It's like not really, it's a construct or an abstract uh, thing that's like man-made fame is. Um, but you know, really I just want to people who listen to the stuff or read the stuff that I put out to feel it and to have it resonate with them and for them to go about making those positive changes in their own life. Um, because I'm currently making, trying to make, I'm trying to create good habits daily. I'm trying to make the positive changes in my life every day. Um, and it's hard, you know, none of this work is easy. Um, but the biggest, most important investment you can make is in yourself. Um, and uh, I realize that, and uh, I want people listening to realize that. So invest in yourself. You're the most important thing, because you know, with that, you can do great things not only for yourself but for your loved ones and the people around you. And then the vibes and the energy you give off and the frequency you give off just increases the positive energy in every room you go into, and it's just a, it's a better place to be around. More people want to be around you, um, and it's really. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. So if you're doing the inward work right now, if you're on the journey, um, if you're trying to meditate or be more spiritual or whatever the case may be, it doesn't really matter. But if you're on that journey, you're doing great. Keep it up. It's going to pay off in the end for you. The biggest investment you can make is in yourself. And, I, and I'm proud of the steps you're making to look inward and, and get your happiness and your joy from inside of you rather than in the external or materialistic things that that we think might make us happy, but really it's about what's going on in our hearts and our souls and our minds.
So yeah, cheers. <clears throat> okay, so I wanna talk about a few different things here, but one is the shirt I'm wearing. Now, if you're just listening over to audio, it's a make sure your friends are okay t-shirt. Um, and the company is called Make Sure Your Friends Are Okay, um, which is a beautiful name for a company. Uh, plain and simple, the idea behind it is that we're making sure our friends are okay. Um, their goal is very similar to what any of the other mental health companies are, um, but they're specifically about really encouraging open and honest conversation between your friends. Checking in on them, talking to them, being open with them, responsible with them, um, finding people you trust and value to open up to um, because you don't want to open up to everyone. You got to be careful who you do that with. That's why you want to find that really strong support system, whether it's one or two people. That's what Make Sure Your Friends Are Okay is about. Um, I really like their merch. I got a couple shirts from them. Um, they definitely donate a portion of their proceeds to like a specific mental health company or donation or charity um, for each shirt or for each month that they drop. Um, so they're a really cool company. Um, check them out. Their merch is cool. <clears throat> but I want to also talk about a few other really great companies um, that I've come to know since kind of getting in this mental health sphere that may uh, help you guys um, find more resources or tools or tips um, in your mental health journeys as well. Um, but the one I want to talk about um, that's really good about finding you help in your specific area um, is to is called to ride love on your arms. So if you go to their website, they have a um, in the, like the top right hand corner they have a button that says find help. So you click that button. You I think then it asks for like your zip code. So you type in your zip code, um, and then it pops out everything that's like relatively close to that zip code uh, in terms of mental health resources. So like therapists, um, things like that, counselors, and there's also an option for like. You know, if you want to use your insurance or if you don't have insurance, you need like low cost or no cost therapy. They have all of those options available. It's a really easy tool to use. Uh, it's very simple for you to then get the help right when you need it. So I, I, you just click on whichever option suits you best and, uh, and then go from there. So it's a really good um, tool to use um, if, you, if you need help right now, um, if you need like professional help counselor, therapist, um, and uh, therapy is great. Therapy is cool. Uh, I talked about being in group therapy um, on a few episodes ago. Um, I highly recommend it, whether group therapy for you or one-on-one -on -one therapy or online therapy or counseling, um, whatever description you want to use, that website will help you find it um, right away. Um, and if you're looking for online, um, betterhelp.com is the place that I have used uh, and also sent people too that's worked the best um so if you need more information on either of those uh just contact me directly and i'll i'll help you the best i can um and if you are a college student specifically a college student there's a lot of stresses right now especially right now for college students whether they're going to be online or virtual or they're going to go to campus you know all these very uncertain overwhelming decisions that universities have to make and even more stressful for just the students themselves because they're so uncertain about you know what's going to happen with their futures um and uh, the the best kind of uh mental health resources on college campuses um is a company called active minds um and they have uh a bunch of um, 
chapters on campuses all over the country and those chapters meet um, maybe once a month. I'm not sure specifically to those chapters. Um, I've done a few things um, with the Active Minds chapter out of the University of North Texas. Um, and I know they have like weekly meetings and monthly meetings, just mental health check-ins. They're doing Zoom, they're doing it through Zoom right now, but doing check-ins and games and, and checking in on each other's mental health and talking about what resources are available and just being there for one another. It's a really beautiful atmosphere. So if you're on a college campus um, and you're looking for maybe a chapter to, uh, to, uh, to join, see if they have an Active Minds chapter. And if they don't, you can definitely start your own and then you'll be invited to like the Active Minds National Conference, which I attended in, in Washington, D.C. Um, last year, which was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. Um, and so they're specifically giving you resources for navigating your mental health as a college student um, where there's a lot going on. So it's important to be able to know where to go to ask for help um, and what tips they have for, for lowering your stress or just trying to navigating all these classes and when to take breaks and how to balance class and fun and friends and, and all these things. So I would, I would uh, if you're a college student listening to this, I would go look up um, Active Minds. And some of the same things can be, you know, it's not, I don't think it's specifically for high school students, but I think some of the same resources or tips um, and tools and kind of educational material can be used uh, as a high school student as well. And I think you can, Active Minds can, you can start a chapter at your high school as well, um, which is amazing. Um, and so I think one way to combat, uh, you know, some mental health stuff um, and being more open to getting help and normalizing asking for help on uh, high school campuses or, or college campuses, having the the, the academic advisor, the one maybe at the high school who kind of is helping the high school students prepare for college, having that person trained in mental health, a mental health first aid and being like a mental health ambassador to kind of see some of the signs that may be happening with the students they see so they can be an open adult to the kids feel comfortable talking to. So then they can either kind of see that that person need, may need more help or they just need someone they just need a mentor at that time to kind of help them structure some things to help them with their mental health and their journey. So I think that is important. And then also the academic advisors on college campuses should be trained in the same as well because they're seeing these students directly all the time. They're, they're planning what their next classes are. They're planning what they should take. The students are talking about their futures and where they want to go. So I think if those people are kind of more properly trained in mental health and and in uh, you know, mental health first aid and seeing the warning signs uh, and uh, seeing that someone may need more further help or they just wanna talk or they need some more tips or they need some more resources, being trained in those kind of areas I think will be more helpful in terms of overall normalizing the idea of speaking about our mental health, um, being open with it, encouraging more conversation between adults and young people, between young people in general. Um, so I think if we can kind of get that I mean, obviously way more needs to be done than just those little things, but the little steps add up, right? The little progress adds up. So if we kind of keep training people, teachers, and we add a little bit of like well-being to like the end of each course, are we adding mental health classes or emotional resilience or emotional well-being or emotional agility training um, to kind of the end of each course or you're adding a course that people can take or you're just encouraging that overall at your university, more people are going to be willing to want to share and open up. And then if you have the adults who are working there, 
being able to help and facilitate that help, then it's all just going to be a lot better and smoother and, you know, people around you are going to be healthier and happier. Um, and then, so I think everything would be a little bit better. I mean, those are a few steps we can take. Um, just like in our own lives, right? Even, even a tiny little step forward is still a step forward and that's progress. And all the little steps forward and all the little progress adds up to big progress. And as we go through this mental health crisis in our country, opening up care to everyone um, and being more culturally competent in the way we care for people, like seeing someone in our office, trying to understand where they came from and their environment they grew up in and what their home life may be and what their friendship situation may be. We can kind of be culturally competent in the way that we serve them because we have to serve people individually right everyone comes from an individual background has a different human experience has different moments and memories from their past that have kind of shaped who they are today so if we can be more culturally competent in the way that we approach that then we can help each individual kid uh deeper on a deeper level um and so we also as educator as educators or as people who work with young students or young children or young adults we have to broaden our sphere, we have to broaden our education, we have to broaden our understanding about where people are coming from and trying to understand those thought patterns and those emotions while understanding that that person has had unique individual experiences to them and then we can help them on a deeper, more internal level and then we can give them the tools then to help themselves because really none of it works unless we do, right? We can give them the tools, we can give them the resources, but we ourselves have to do the inward work. We have to do the unpacking uh, ourselves with the help, with the tools, um, with the guidance of professional help, right? So that's the whole point of like bringing it all together and helping each other, everybody helping everybody get healthier, get happier and live the absolute best lives that we can live because that's possible. You can live the best life you want. Um, you can be happy. That's possible so possible i believe that with everything that i've ever had um and so it's very important it's very important i think that's those are a few steps i think we can take with with our young people to kind of encourage that normalization of asking for help getting help and uh and talking about our mental health but then again the care and the professional help has to be available too has to be accessible too if it's not accessible and not available no one's going to ask for it so that's a huge thing too we have to make it accessible and available for everyone because if it is then there's no then we can erase the stigma attached to it then we can get the people the help that they need right away because a lot of times we wait until we're in a deep crisis to go and ask for help but if we can just normalize it at all times then we can we can possess like managing skills and coping skills and strategies to work ourselves work on ourselves daily so that we do get into a crisis because that will happen no matter what something really bad happens we get into a crisis that we already know the skills and the tools and the strategies to help ourselves while also having the availability and the accessibility of care right in front of us so then we have this we have a a huge group of just people wanting to help and uh, yeah, and just wanting to help. So then it's, <clears throat> so then our mental health becomes more important and then the priority is made that your mental health is important, my mental health is important, everyone's mental health is important and then we can grow together and make 
you know, happier, healthier body, mind, and soul. Right? One second. One second. I take a little, little pee break. <laughs> um, so that's active minds. I guess I got off on a tangent about them, but and uh, I think the final one that I'll touch on <clears throat> is um, <clears throat> is American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. They have, I think, the most extensive. Um, website of resources available um so check them out as well um they have a lot of resources available they also have a lot of tools available they also have a find help tool available in your area they also have many chapters um located across the country um if you want to join a chapter um there's support groups available and all that stuff um that's really beneficial um to you maybe a loved one a friend you know, if you know a loved one or a friend who's struggling, the best way to help is to educate yourself first so that you can approach the conversation with them about their mental health in a, uh, in a safe way because the language we use matters. So we have to know the language and we have to approach it safely and openly so they feel safe and secure about opening up to you. Um, and then we can then be the bridge to help. And basically when you're having that kind of conversation, there's basically three things you want to do. You want to validate you want to appreciate and then you want to refer. So you validate their feelings. I validate what you're feeling. What you're feeling is real. It's important. It means something. Okay? Your pain is real. I validate you. I also appreciate you. I appreciate you coming to me and opening up to me. Hold on. Excuse me. So yeah, validate. Oh, one second. little technical difficulties with the hotline I guess um, my internet's being weird um, but we didn't have any callers anyways um, and it's about a two minute I guess it's about a two three minute window right here where my internet's been out um, so if I missed anyone's call I'm sorry um, but we're gonna get the internet back here shortly um, but while that's happening I'm gonna continue speaking so yeah you want to want to validate how they feel because that's important um, because a lot of people when they're dealing with, with mental health struggles um, they feel like they're a burden. Um, they feel like if they go to ask anyone for help, they're going to be a burden. And so you got to let them know that they're not, that what they're feeling is real and we validate them. And then we appreciate them for coming to us because we're safe 
and we, we're open with how they feel and we appreciate them. Thank you for coming to me. And then you assess the situation. That's why educating yourself about the, the warning signs and the triggers about mental health and some mental health conditions is important because then you can refer them to help, to real professional help. You'd be the bridge to help. And that's the importance. So validate, appreciate, and refer. Um, and that's something that I learned from, from Active Minds. That's a big part of their, uh, their mental health tools. <clears throat> um, and so, yeah. So, yeah. So give those, uh, give those places a check. Um, and, uh, also, yeah, I mean, obviously you can go to youarelovedlife.com, um, and, uh, you can contact me directly, uh, if you want more information or you need sp more specific help, or, excuse me, or, um, or yeah, if you just want to chat and definitely, um, I'm still obviously sharing, um, mental health stories, mental health journeys, um, via you are loved. So if you're interested in sharing your story um, about mental health, um, what you what you go through daily, how you're overcoming your vulnerabilities, your strength, your courage, um, if you want to share that story um, via You Are Loved and my YouTube channel, um, please contact me directly. Um, so yeah, I'm in I'm in the process now of creating a very special video um, for World Suicide Prevention Day, um, which is on September 10th. And there'll be a, a very special shirt um, that comes out with that. Um, and so, yeah. So if you want to share your story or uh, either written down or uh, video format, please let me know. Um, or if you have a brilliant idea for a t-shirt and you want to collab or you want to design something, I want to work with anyone and everyone. Um, that's the whole point of building a community of people. Um, I, I want to work with everyone and yeah, I want, I want to see your work and yeah, thank you for everyone who's worked with me before or shared their story. I, I love you and I appreciate you. Um, let's do more. We're changing the world. Your stories are changing the world. Because um, the more we share, you know, the more we make others feel less alone and there's so much strength in shared experience. The experiences themselves are different because everyone's uh, unique and special in their own way with their experiences. But the resulting emotions can be very same, can be similar, and that's where the shared experiences come, and that's where the strength comes in numbers. That we're not alone. We're together uh, every day. We're together daily, you know, battling and winning. So we're on a winning streak now, baby. Interesting. <clears throat> okay. Well, yeah. Hmm. Anyways, um, um, let's see what else do I want to talk about. Um, I think in this, um, yeah, I think that's all I really wanted to say. It's about seven forty-five right now. Um, my internet is not working, which is very odd. Um, but I'm definitely gonna try to keep the, the line open for another 15 seconds here.
Okay, there we go. Okay, we're back on. Back on. Back on. Here we go. Good to go. All right. Leave it on for another 15 minutes or so um, in case anyone wants to call in or has called in. Um, it'll be great. I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready to listen, ready to talk always. Like I said before, I'm, I'm trying to do the uh, the hotline the first Thursday of every month. Um, it looks like we're not going to have any callers. We might in the next 15 minutes, but we might. Um, this is the second edition, so it's obviously uh, in its infancy stages. Um, and, uh, you know, as my as my reach with this podcast grows, I think the uh, the hotline then will grow too, and it will lead to some really compelling and engaging conversation with whoever calls in. Um, I think it'll be beautiful and brilliant. Um, until then, um, I'm going to keep the hotline active for an hour on these episodes, and uh, if not, no one calls in, then I'll continue speaking about the things that I jot down and, and are on my mind that day. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was cool. That's cool. Um, before I go, before I exit, um, before I end the line and, and call it a night for this episode, <clears throat> I want to talk about uh, something I tweeted the other day about patterns. We, we all, I talked about this a bit, you know, I, I said in some previous episodes about how we, we kind of get used to stuff. Uh, and since we get used to it, we feel like we like it. Um, but just because we get used to it doesn't mean we like it or doesn't mean it's good for us. Um, and that's kind of following into patterns. And these patterns can, can lead to, just being in pattern, can lead to uh, emotions kind of being automatic, almost like you're on autopilot. So you're just like, you're, you're just like, these emotions just are coming to you because you're on autopilot because you're in so many, so you're on such a routine and so many different patterns have been placed in your life that you haven't really done anything different, you haven't experienced anything new, so no new emotions are able to arrive at you. So you're just, you're kind of on autopilot. We kind of get that sense, like, if you ever driven somewhere and you drove, drove somewhere you've been drive, you've driven to before and you kind of get there and you're like, oh, just kind of didn't even know that you got there, but you got there, right? It's kind of the same with kind of our thought patterns uh, and our emotions. Um, and these things can be driven by um, experiences we had in our childhood, um, you know, experiences that we just experienced throughout our life that we're, we're, we're trying to keep busy to keep those emotions hidden because they're so painful. And then we kind of just get on automatic emotions and we become an autopilot. Um, and, and I've been reading this book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And it talks a lot about, I would definitely read that book. Please read it. It's amazing. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Also, he has a lot of YouTube videos, so I would check those out too, about meditation and mindfulness and, and breaking that habit and creating new thought patterns. <clears throat> but I think there's a bit of, there's a, we, we tend to accept that little bit of unhappiness for comfortability. And we get so comfortable in our ways that we forget that, that, that we can change the way we think. So let's choose to be a little bit uncomfortable because that uncomfortability can create so many amazing and great things. It can create new emotions, these uncomfortable experiences, going, doing new things or mentally rehearsing new things or visualizing new things that maybe you haven't even experienced yet, but your body is going to feel them 
because you're visualizing them, you're mentally rehearsing them, your body's gonna think it's actually experiencing it in real life. And so then those new emotions are gonna come. So if you wanna be more grateful, you wanna be more compassionate, or you wanna be more kind, or you wanna feel more happy, you have to create this uncomfortability a little bit to break the patterns of these thoughts and create these new emotions because these new emotions will then create new thought patterns and new thought patterns can be a little bit uncomfortable but it'll lead you to that happiness that you want or whatever you're you're seeking internally because it can't be an external it can't be materialistic or an externally driven thing it's got to be an internally driven thing and so let's choose to be a little bit more uncomfortable because that's the only way to really truly find that path that you're meant to be on and then when you get on that path it feels so normal and natural because that's where you're meant to be that's where you're supposed to be and that's amazing and so i think the idea of mentally rehearsing or visualization or meditation they're kind of all in the same box um is very important i i started visualizing um, when I was in college playing baseball and I read a book um, by Brian Kane, I believe, um, uh, about he t he's, a, he's a baseball guy, talks about peak performance in baseball. Um, and obviously baseball is a very mentally driven sport, right? You're, the best players in the world are failing seven out of 10 times. Um, so you have to be able to be, to adapt to those failures, understand what they taught you and then move on to the next pitch or the next play in a very short amount of time. Um, so baseball taught me that about life just in general. So that's why failure to me was never a big deal. And I never saw it as permanent defeat. I always saw failure as like a learning experience. How do I defeat this pitcher the next time? What did I learn? And it's the same thing in life. What did I learn from this? This is a lesson. What is it teaching me? Okay. How do I regroup, re-educate, re-understand, and then grow and be better for the next time? And so I was visualizing the idea of visualizing for baseball is you sit down maybe the night before a game or the or a few hours before the game and you visualize, you lay down, you visualize your absolute best game you've ever played in your life. So for a lot of baseball players, maybe be like you went three for four, two home runs, a double, a couple RBIs, a couple great plays in the field. Or if you're a pitcher, maybe a perfect, you know, like seven innings, one run, whatever. Whatever your best performance was, you visualize do you visualize being on that field. Once again, you visualize yourself in that exact moment and state of mind you're in when you did that game and you visualize it. You feel, your whole body feels like you're there again. You're re-experiencing it, but you're just sitting down. You're re-experiencing the whole thing. So those emotions are coming back. Those feelings are coming back. Those thought patterns are coming back and your body feels like it's actually there again. And then when you go play that game, you're in that same kind of frame of mind and you go play great again. Not to say it's gonna happen every time, but you're giving yourself the best chance to do it. And it's the same thing with life. Same thing with meditation or mental rehearsal or visualization. You're picturing yourself where you wanna be or how you wanna feel or how you wanna handle that conversation with your boss or how you wanna handle that conversation with that person that you may not like or get along with. How you wanna be more grateful or compassionate to that person in the conversation you're having. So you visualize it, you mentally rehearse it, you fully believe and invest like you're already in that conversation or in that moment or doing the thing you wanna do or feeling the way you wanna feel. You're already right there. And so then your body recognizes those, that experience and that thought pattern, those emotions, 
And so then when you go actually, you're, like you're already experiencing it before you experience it. You're experiencing it internally. When you then are gonna go experience it in the real world, you already feel like you're there. So you can handle this easily. So now you're already feeling more compassionate to the person. You can see them in a different light. You can see some of the things you actually do like about them instead of just having this mindset of hatred the whole time while you're talking to them. So the conversation goes a different way because you see the good in them because you've visualized it, you've rehearsed it, you've mentally rehearsed it. And so now our body's experiencing things before we even experience it. And so that's what that is. That's how you apply that into your real life. That's what, so those are personality traits, right? So you wanna change your personality. You wanna be more grateful, you wanna be more compassionate, you wanna be more kind, you wanna be happier. So you have to visualize yourself doing that. You have to talk to yourself like that. I am happy, I am proud, I am grateful. And you visualize it, you mentally rehearse it. You put your body through those experiences while you're just sitting down on the couch. And then you go experiencing them in real life. And now you have all these new, brand new emotions and thought patterns and you're feeling great and you're transcending and amazing things are just like coming to you without you having to go get them. And you're open to all these things and like best things in life are happening. And it's beautiful and it's amazing. And so that then, so you change your personality, which then changes your personal reality. And that's Joe, that's, a, that's from Dr. Joe Dispenza. That's what I've learned in the book, um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Um, that's what I've learned, that's what I've digested so far, that's what I've comprehended so far in that book. I don't know if I explained that well, um, but that's so far what I've comprehended from about being halfway through the book. Um, and so I highly recommend um, reading that book um, or just trying some of these methods out on your own. Do a little bit of research on them. Um, check out some YouTube videos that, that Dr. Joe Dispenza has put out um, and really get to know that. And uh, I would definitely try it. I mean, because it's obviously not something that you do it once and it happens, right? Your whole life changes. But if you keep doing it 30 days, you know, things are going to change and they're going to change just naturally in your life. They're going to start things good things are going to start flowing to you. You're going to be more open person. People are going to want to be around you more. It's going to be amazing. And you're going to feel the difference. But you really got to believe it in your soul and in your mind internally because that's where we create our happiness is internally. Yeah, so check that out. Check out those other companies that I talked about. Um, check out yourlovelife.com. Um, yeah. And uh, if you haven't already, um, I uh, in, the, uh, in the beginning stages of my... Uh, of my clothing brand with a little, it's a little more than a clothing brand. I explained it in a few episodes ago, but go to shop, shopforeverybody.com and check that out. Um, we'll be dropping our first bit of stuff here in the next few months. Um, and that'll be amazing. Um, just pumped up, you know, excited for the future. Um, excited for the future, but living in the present. That's, uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, but, uh, we're about, we're about done here. It's about eight o'clock. Um, Again, this is this, this was the second edition um, of uh, of everybody's hotline. Um, we didn't get any calls uh, this time either, which is okay. Because, like I said before, I want I want to be putting out stuff <clears throat> where some might perceive this as a failure, right? Because I didn't get any calls. I don't see it that way. <clears throat> I don't see it at all. No one can call in if I don't put out the number, right? So I perceive it as another success another step in my journey to creating a really open hotline um, that people use um, to, f to talk to me or to feel safe and secure and 
Um, that's something I'm really looking forward to is having those conversations. Um, so I definitely don't see this as a failure. I see it as another step, another success in the long road to to building something that's really important and, and beautiful along with all the other uh, avenues that I'm, um, I'm trying to get into. But it's all under the same realm of connection and community and love and support. Um, and so that's all the stuff that, that really is like, love is always the answer, right? With everything that's happening in the world, no matter how cliche that sounds, no matter how dumb you think that might sound, I don't think it's dumb. I think it's the truth. I think it's the absolute truth. Love is the answer. It's been the answer. It's always the answer. Um, I believe that. Uh, I know the people that support me and I support them. They believe that. And I believe the people that watch or listen to this podcast believe that. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, it's 8 o'clock here uh, at everybody's land. So I'm officially going to uh, shut off the hotline. That's it. The second edition of Everybody's Hotline is officially closed. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to say um, thank you. Thank you for, uh, for watching this. Um, I'm genuinely grateful for the community that we're building um, and the people who rock with me. I really appreciate you. Um, the people who uh, have never watched this and maybe this is your first episode watching, Thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed. Um, let me know what you think. Comment, like, subscribe, DM me. Tell me what you thought. Um, tell me what could have been better. Um, hold me accountable for the things that I'm saying. Um, just like Brene Brown says, uh, I'm not here to be right. I'm here to get it right. Um, and I want to learn uh, just as much as anyone else. Um, so thank you again for watching. I appreciate you all. Um, have a lovely uh day, night, whenever you're listening to this. Um, cheers. <laughs>